Welcome to episode 23 of the Pro Wrestling Happenings Podcast. I am your host, Marcos Canales. And for this episode, I'm going to change things up a little bit. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to talk about WWE because this Saturday, AEW is putting on its first official event, a Double or Nothing from Las Vegas. And this is going to be my predictions episode. Uh, but before that, I wanted to quickly talk about AEW's television deal on TNT. And this was obviously some great news. As someone who is very excited about the potential that AEW has for them to be on a pretty big network isn't a small deal. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. And it being on the, the channel that was home to WCW Nitro makes things a little bit even more interesting, I guess, even though I don't want to start automatically making comparisons between AEW and WCW. I think that's one thing a lot of people started doing when it became official that AEW was going to be on TNT. And I think that's a little unfair to AEW because hopefully it's its own thing. And I think the minds behind this particular promotion and the way they've marketed themselves and how they've built this interest over the last couple of months or even years it's very different than what has been done in the past. It's very different than Ted Turner buying a promotion and making it a flagship show on one of his channels. It was a pet project for him. And maybe you can say it's a pet project for Tony Khan. I don't think that, though. Just based on what I've seen from him in interviews, it feels like he's genuinely a wrestling fan. Whereas I always got the impression that Ted Turner was just interested in wrestling because it was a way for him to make more money and I'm not saying the cons don't want to make money but it does feel like more of a passion project than a pet project and so I don't want to automatically start saying AEW is the new WCW just because they share TNT which is a very different landscape now because Ted Turner doesn't even own TNT anymore. I don't even know if Ted Turner's still alive. I hope he is. I, I'd feel really bad if for some reason he's no longer with us. And I'm talking so flippantly about his his life. I That's a weird aside. I apologize. But TNT is a very different channel than when it was when WCW was running Nitro and TBS was running Thunder. So just to make those loose connections I'm not willing to do that right now even though I've just ranted and raved about it for a couple of minutes but going back to AEW and the potential again it's a great opportunity for the wrestling fandom and the wrestling world to have a different product a different style hopefully a different presentation a different energy that would come with AEW and I'm super psyched about it. I can't wait for its show to officially start up. And it was a good way for them to roll it out at the TNT upfronts. Up um, I don't know if it was just Turner Media or if it was, excuse me, all of Warner Media. I don't know exactly how the, the upfront presentation went. But there was immediate buzz. And 
it was just it's just a cool development and I know that something that went around on social media was when the TNT playoffs, the NBA playoffs and TNT were actually promoting double or nothing. That's that's a you don't see that very often. You don't see well, I guess technically maybe on say like NBC Sports during Premier League, maybe that would be a good opportunity for for Universal to promote money in the bank or something like that i don't think i've ever seen that i don't tend that's mostly because i don't want to watch i don't watch a lot of premier league on nbc sports but it's similar in some ways like if you can imagine that happening for wwe that's what this is like for AEW, where you have one of the better nba playoff matchups on that brand on that channel promoting this new wrestling promotion and their first pay-per-view that's crazy that's the world we live in now and that's exciting um but talking about double or nothing i wanted to quickly put together some predictions and i'll be very honest i'm still learning a lot about aw's roster there are definitely some names that i recognize and who's body of work I'm kind of familiar with mostly because of what I've seen online but it definitely doesn't have the the luxury of building up storylines like a WWE can yes maybe they've done it through being the elite or road to double or nothing but I don't watch those things even though I am very excited about what they're doing it's just something that I don't think of doing whereas I think of watching Raw or SmackDown or NXT I don't I haven't trained myself to go out of my way to watch being the elite or any of this stuff they do on YouTube and that'll definitely change once there's a weekly television show so not having that kind of build not getting that kind of insight on these characters and their strengths and their weaknesses puts me at a little bit of a disadvantage, which I'm okay with because at the end of the day, I'm just really, really pumped for for this event. I'm going to try to watch it live. Um, It is a little pricey, but I also want to support them. So I might bite the bullet and and watch it on um, Bleacher Report Live. But it'll be the first time I think I've ever paid for a pay-per-view like this. So that shows how how excited I am and how invested I am at this, in this idea of AEW. Um, so with that all said, I'm going to run through the card and just make some knee-jerk predictions. And this isn't how I use, usually do it. I usually go from the match I'm least excited about and work my way up to the match I'm most excited about. And since I'm not, again, familiar with some of these these performers, my excitement level, for the most part, is pretty even keel. I think I'm just excited for the event, not necessarily individual matches. Now, there are some that definitely stick out, but I've kind of just put this list together more in a way of like this is how I think it might actually go down in terms of the actual rundown. I'll probably be 100% wrong, but 
that's how I'm doing it. I, so I don't. I wanted to put that out there to for those who listen to these episodes to not confuse it with how I tend to do it, which is least excited to most excited. It's just more of a random crapshoot order. So with all that said, on the pre-show, I think they're calling it the buy-in, which is pretty funny. There's the Casino Battle Royale, uh, 21 competitors, and I'm not going to go through the list of all of them. I do think there's a few to-be-announced slots, and that's who I'm picking. (laughs) I don't know if any of the 17 or however many have been announced. I don't know how many of them I could realistically see being a number one contender for the AEW championship. And that's not to take away from any of those people. But if it were me, I'd want that first number one contender to be a pretty big name. And maybe there are some tricks up their sleeves. And maybe they'll randomly pull out this huge name. I know some people are thinking, you know, maybe CM Punk shows up. Maybe John Moxley shows up. Who knows? But just going through the names, none of them stood out to me, and that's partially my own fault, because I'm not as up-to-date with the independent scene, but from the little I do know, none of those names seem like legitimate number one contenders at this time. So I have a feeling it's going to be a surprise entrant who ends up winning it and goes into that number one contenders match. Next up, Kip Kip Sabian and versus Sammy Guevara and I have Sammy Guevara winning because I I've heard of him before (laughs) and I'll just go with that Uh, I'm sure Kip Sabian's a great wrestler but I'm not familiar with him and you'll probably hear me say that a lot and I apologize up front but at least with Sammy he's a character that I'm at least somewhat familiar with and I think that is enough for me right here right now Next up, the six women tag team match: Aja Kong, Yuka Saka, Sakazaki. Sorry about that. Emma Sakura, Emi Sakura, Hikaru versus Hikuroshida, Ryo Abe, and Ryu Mizuyami. I totally butchered that, which I feel bad about. I apologize. So those are the six women in this match. I know that some people are thinking Aja Kong's team will be the one to win because she's the vet, she's the known name, the bigger name. But I kind of feel like uh, Shida Abe and Mizuyami will be the team to win because it feels like Hikaru Shida in particular could break out in this division. And I think this could be a great way for her to make her mark on AEW. So that's why I'm picking her team to win the six-woman tag team match. Next up, uh, six-man tag team match, SoCal Uncensored versus Stronghearts from China. And this is where I'm going to flip-flop what I just said with the six-women tag match. I think Stronghearts will win this match because I don't think SoCal Uncensored really has anything to prove, whereas... The other promotion, OWE, I believe, um, they're still building their reputation and they have this really great partnership with AEW, which 
can be argued they're also building their own reputation, but I think people are more familiar with what AEW is putting out there. So I can see this being an opportunity for AEW to help out one of their partners and have their their stars go over. And since SoCal Uncensored also has some skin in the game uh, because they're top producers, I believe, and um, they work closely with Young Bucks and Omega and Cody, so they seem like they're also part of that business side. And if that's the case, you don't want a ton of your top guys to win because then it starts to feel like they're starting this promotion to put themselves over. And I can see why SoCal Uncensored wouldn't want to have that impression right off the bat, so I can see them uh, losing this match and letting Strong Hearts uh, win. Next up, we have Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Similarly, I know who Angelico and Jack Evans are, and I've seen them. I think they were, especially Angelico and, and Lucha Underground, I think Jack Evans was might have been there as well. I kind of wish PJ Black was here as well. That would be even better. Maybe Johnny Mundo comes back. Who knows? There's a lot of potential with AEW. But going back to my philosophy with Sammy and Sabian, since I know these two, I'm going to pick them as the winners, even though I'm sure best friends are a great tag team as well. And it really does seem like the tag team division is going to set AEW apart, especially for those who are frustrated with how WWE handles tag team wrestling. This could be great counter-programming. So I'm expecting a lot out of this match, but I do think Angelico and Jack Evans will ultimately win. Uh, next up, we have the triple threat match. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. And this one... This one can go either way, I think. And I think the winner of this match becomes the face of the women's division in AEW. That's why I think it... They'll probably come down to Britt Baker and Kylie Ray, unfortunately. I think um I think that Nyla Rose being a part of this promotion in and to itself is a huge accomplishment. And it sounds kind of patronizing and I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that it feels like I'm being that way. Maybe I am and I'm just at least I can acknowledge that. <laughs> but I think it would be a tougher sell to have Nyla Rose be the, the face of this division. Whereas you have Kylie Ray and Britt Baker who feel like they're kind of cut from the same cloth, which is a little bit unfortunate. I think that you really want a face to go over in this kind of match at this point in the promotion's history. I think Kylie Ray, just her personality, she shines, and I think a lot of people will gravitate towards her since she was at the the kickoff party in Las Vegas with Nyla Rose, I think that automatically put them kind of neck and neck. And then Britt Baker signed and got put into this match. And I can definitely see Britt Baker also running with this and being, being the top performer on the, on the women's side. But for some reason, I still think it's Kylie Ray. I think, I think she came out of the gates fast, at least when I was watching that, that kickoff and I was drawn to her, and I think if they're smart, they'll start off with a, a very strong baby face as the as the as the lead of that promotion or that lead lead of that division, excuse me, and go from there. So I do think Ky- Kylie Ray will 
ultimately win this triple threat match. Next up, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. This is where I think it really sank in how special AEW could be with that Cody Rhodes promotion or that Cody Rhodes promo where he was talking about killing the Attitude Era and how Dustin is a representation of that. And so he's going to have to fight his brother to establish this new generation of wrestling. Good stuff. Good stuff from Dustin as well. There's some rumblings that this might be Dustin's retirement match. And if that's the case, then I think Cody goes over. He beats his brother. And it'll probably be a pretty crazy brutal match. And then they'll hug at the end. And it'll be just emotional from beginning to end. And I do think that Cody needs to establish himself. But he runs that risk of being the booker who always puts puts himself in positions to win. So I can kind of also see a a reason for Dustin to win. But I think really Cody's going to win this one. Next up, the AAA World Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Bros. You're picking up this theme of, well, all the AEW executive vice presidents can't all win but I kind of have a feeling the Young Bucks might pull this one out and win I think there is potential for a longer term feud between these two teams especially if they want to reach into the AAA territory more and have the Bucks win here in the States and then they have a rematch in Mexico where the Lucha Bros win at that point where the crowd will be on their side. They'll go wild for Lucha Bros reclaiming the AAA Tag Team Championships on their home soil. I think that that feels like a better story that has a better ending than Lucha Bros winning in the States, where it might be a little bit more of a pro-Young Bucks crowd. Now, that's not to say that the Lucha Bros don't have their own following in in the States. They definitely do. But I think... I think there's just more of a oomph if Lucha Bros win, win back those belts in Mexico. So I have the Young Bucks winning. And the last match on the list, probably the main event. It'd be crazy if it weren't made the main event, but you never know. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, part two. And as much as I wanted to put Kenny Omega as the winner, I feel like I feel like Chris Jericho needs to win this match. And I think part of it's because I believe Kenny beat Chris during their first match. So it could be Jericho's chance to get that win back. Maybe setting up a two out of three series. Who knows? But it goes back to Jericho being a known commodity. And I think with a promotion that's just getting off the ground... Truly, from scratch, it doesn't hurt to have someone with a bigger reach, a bigger following, who's a name in the industry, be the face of it. And Jericho is that. Even though Kenny Omega is amazing and he has a great following when it comes to more independent scene fans or in Japan or all over the world... Yeah, maybe Omega is a top guy. But here in the USA, 
I think Jericho still has more clout. I think people will know him more. And maybe I'm completely underestimating AEW's core audience, but also they have to appeal to more than just AEW's core audience. They have to appeal more to more than just the independent fans and and people who have seen all of Omega's matches in New Japan. So really I think if the winner of this match goes on to an goes on to a AEW championship title opportunity, I can see Chris Jericho being the first champion and this feud continuing and eventually Kenny will be the one who dethrones Jericho. But I it's hard for me to bet against Jericho because in some ways him being the first champion, being the one of the top dogs in this promotion, I can see that it can give AEW some legitimacy very early on. So that's why when I think it's all said and done, Chris Jericho will be winning over uh, Kenny Omega. So yeah, those are all of my quick, like I said, knee-jerk predictions for AEW Double or Nothing. I'm really excited to learn more about all of these wrestlers and just see some fun action. And, you know, this is just great for professional wrestling. And so I can't express how excited I am. So that's this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at PW Happenings. And until next time, take it easy, everybody.